Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is the official Caps Church Podcast, proudly a part of the Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. What's going on, Caps fans? It's me, the Hockey Troll, and I'm here for the last time with that snack, Polly Cupcakes. Hello and goodbye. <laughs> Caps fans, uh, yeah, I mean, this is the Polly Cupcakes farewell episode, so we'll be just kind of reminiscing on the past, what's it been, fuck, three years? Yeah, December of 19. <clears throat> Holy shit, uh, a lot of a lot of things to, to talk about. Uh, we'll be talking about some other stuff that's been kind of, uh, you know, in the news. Uh, the unrivaled documentary was just chef's kiss good. Yeah, it was. Um... I'm going to be watching it again. Oh, I watched it twice already, dude. Well, I mean, <clears throat> I watched it. My buddy came over. I watched it, and then my buddy came over and watched it again. Um, yeah, had it up on the projector. It was fucking awesome. Oh, uh, sweet. <clears throat> yeah, then we'll, then we'll do the 3v3 uh, league. And is there anything else? Am I missing something? Just talking after that. Yeah, so, you know... Hope you like it, Caps fans. Uh, after today, Caps Chirp's going to take a little bit of a break. <clears throat> Polly, I haven't done anything to try to find your replacement yet. Half half because <clears throat> I was hoping you'd change your mind. Uh, the other half is just, you know, purely out of respect for you and leaving. And then the third half <laughs> is I was really just fucking lazy about it. <clears throat> well... Imagine that. I, uh... I can appreciate two of the three halves. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's pop some tabs and get into it then. All right. One, two, three. All right. So what do you want to start with, Polly? It's your episode. Uh, well, let's talk about Unrivaled. Okay. Yeah, it's like, you know, a family guy when they're like, it's a Meg episode. <laughs> oh, I'm Meg. <laughs> All right, no. It'll be Stewie and Brian episode. Those are my favorite anyways. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So Unrivaled, man. Tell me about it. Well, you know, it's a ESPN documentary about the Colorado Avalanche and the Detroit Red Wings in the 90s and that fierce, intense rivalry. I mean, um, I think... What was it? Like through 96 through 02, they combined for five or six Stanley Cups. Five. Detroit got three. Yeah. Avs got two. And before that started, the Red Wings lost in the Cup like the year before the Avalanche, when the Avalanche were still the Nordiques in 95. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, I mean, it was... Imagine if the Pens and Caps traded off five cups in seven or eight years. That's how it should have been. Yeah. The Washington Capitals couldn't figure it the fuck out. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, yeah, man. I mean, uh, I think that a real focal point of this series was Claude Lemieux. Yeah. And, you know, people blame this whole thing on the Chris Draper hit. Lemieux on Draper. Right. Uh, you know, Claude Lemieux, <clears throat> I think that what what I took away from it, because, you know, I probably started watching hockey heavily after the huge brawl. So the very next year, 
when they won after Konstantinov and everything, he, they when they wheeled him out, you know, uh, during that first cup, like well, the, the second cup of that series. Okay. When they yeah. went back to back. So the I think the brawl <coughs> was ninety six ninety seven, but ninety seven ninety eight was the second cup. Yeah, and that's when I like really started catching on to it. Um, I know I watched some of the other stuff, but I was too young and really didn't understand like the gravity of the whole thing. I was just like, this is wild yeah. shit. You know, this is crazy hockey stuff. Uh, you know, uh, I love Adam Foote just being like, you know what? It was hockey. Like, <laughs> shit got out of hand and we moved on. I mean, he said that ultimately is kind of what they were trying to portray is that you know, bad blood happened, <clears throat> and it was settled on the ice. Yeah, and you know, not enough attention was paid to Adam Foote's face getting slammed into the boards. By Kozlov. Earlier in the game, before yeah. Claude Lemieux hit. You know, and he said, I think that's where it started. Yeah, Adam Foote said that. And I mean, not even a fucking, I mean, and this is what's wild is like, you look at all these young fucking hockey fans on Twitter right now that are like clutching their pearls with any sort of like blood, physicality, hits to the head, things like that. But you look at some of the replays of the hits here and like all that shit was clean. Like that to the refs, that was like shit that happened in every hockey game back then. Yeah. Um, But of course the Adam Foote slam to the face by Kozlov was crazy at a freaking 20-stitch egg on his forehead after that. Yeah, I mean... You didn't see that every game, that's for sure. No, I mean, I think that would be considered a problem at every level of NHL existence. Right. Uh, But the refs missed that one. Yeah. (laughs) And, you know, I mean... uh, And who was it? They said... Oh, Brian Burke said... You know, first the refs of the first line of defense, then it's the league, and then it's the players. Yeah. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, being an old school hockey guy, and, and everybody was kind of like, you know, everybody got what they deserved in this whole thing. Yeah. You know, everybody, it was it truly is a great story. Um, but one of the big takeaways for me is I didn't realize how dominant Claude Lemieux was. Yeah. You know, this is a Conn Smythe winner, four Stanley Cups. Dude's a stud, and it's all overshadowed by this one incident. Yeah, it's, I kind of felt shame. for him. You know, I, I felt for him throughout this thing. Yeah, I mean, really, he just—you know—he was an agitator, but you know, I don't think he didn't like—he didn't want to cause that kind of damage on that right. hit. I mean, he probably was pissed and wanted to make a hit. I don't think he would. Uh, I don't think he would deny that, but he definitely wasn't going into it thinking, I'm going to fuck this dude's head up. Right, and the the logic that he provided was spot on. I mean, I'm going to go off for a change. I'm just going to lay this one last hit, whatever angle I take, I take. And it just happened to be <laughs> right in the numbers. Yeah, He tried to get to the side of him, uh, and Draper is in a very prone defenseless position there. Uh, what also killed me was like how fucking tough Chris fucking Draper is, dude. Uh, he still has the scar. I mean, you can half his face is permanently caved in. Yeah, it's very obvious. Yeah, um, and it, what's wild to me is they say like, okay, he got hit. The trainer's like, oh fuck, you're fucked, and he's like, dude, I gotta board you, and he's like. And when he goes, like, hell you are, and he just gets up and skates off the ice. If you've ever been on the ice of a hockey rink and you've felt the boards, they are not, they're not, like, rigid hard plastic, but they don't have a lot of fucking give when it comes down to, like, hitting your head into it. Yeah. They're reinforced by metal. I'm pretty sure he hit on the edge. Right on the edge. Right here, like a 90 degree, just smacked his fucking head, caved his face in. The, the, he, it broke his face, broke it in multiple places. They said that his orbital was completely shattered. The cheekbone 
just dusted, uh, cracked some teeth, like the whole structure of his head was in jeopardy. He takes this hit, says, no, fuck you, trainer, and gets and gets up, skates off the ice. And this is how crazy it was. Like, you know, okay, you think that, okay, well, he's in the back room. He's going to go sit down, lay down on the operating table. The trainer said that he they got him to within feet of the operating table and he lost consciousness. That's intense. That is, <laughs> that's fucked. Fucking crazy. Um, and then, of course... Patrick Waugh fighting twice, <laughs> goalie fight, you know, line brawls. You know, if you if you know anything about this matchup, I mean, you know that that happened. Yeah, uh, but I mean, the iconic uh, call, another right by Waugh, another right by Waugh. <laughs> I think that was the Osgood fight. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Ozzy got fed there. Mike, Mike Vernon, though, he held his own. He did. You know, and it really pisses me off that people, like, just get so excited that Claude Lemieux turtled. Like, McCarthy's, or McCarty. McCarty. McCarty's hit was not clean. No, he told him. He's like, when you look somebody in the eye and you just unexpectedly fucking pop, pop him in the face, he's like, that is a cold cock. And that's what he did. Yeah. And, like... I don't. I mean, I get they were angry about it, but being the fact that they were taunting someone for turtling following a cheap shot right. just shows how much Homer blinders they had on. Sure, and you know Claude Lemieux was a he turtled most fights. He was not a fighter. They had a lot of footage of his previous scuffles, and when the when the punch started flying, he basically turtled every time. So. I think a lot of the perception is that, like, that guy's a coward to the old school hockey fan. Yeah. I don't believe that. I mean, I think, I think Claude Lemieux knew what the fuck he was doing. And, you know, again, it's a breed that's dead now. You don't have guys that win consummate trophies and get under people's skin like that and also have the ability to back it up. I mean, Tom Wilson, St. Thomas is really the only one that I can think of who kind of has that. That ability, uh, if you subtract the hitting ability, yeah, Brad Marchand, yeah, yeah, Brad Marchand, you know, but the full package because Claude Muse is a big man, yeah, uh, and he was tough, you know, uh, when it came to playing the game, he was physical, you know. Um, what's crazy to hear is uh, it was a Crawford, the coach of the uh, Avalanche saying um, Konstantinov is a better defenseman than Nicholas Lindstrom. Well, I mean, there wasn't as much of a sample size to to dispute him on that. But if, if Konstantinov didn't have that, that accident, I envision him to be like in the echelons of career-wise as like a Chara. He could have played till he was 40. Easy. And he was really robbed of that. Uh, and when they talk about, you know, and then here's another thing about how fucking crazy that Detroit run was. Win the cup for the first time in like, what, 40 years or whatever? Yeah. The town's fucking pumped. The boys go out on a golf outing. The Russians say, like, all right, I'm tired. I'm going to go, like, take a little nappy. Uh, and then Limo gets wrapped around a tree. And they said that Konstantinov flew from the back of the limo and was found. Basically, he had impacted the front windshield. He flew through the divider of the front of the, like, the divider between the driver and the passengers of the limo and then hit the windshield. That's nuts. Yeah. It's sad, dude. I think hockey lost it when that happened... A legend, a true legend. I mean, this is a guy that was had an incredibly promising career. Was a Red Army guy, uh, you know, Olympic golds. Like he was going to be a stud in in the NHL and was a stud in the NHL. Um, another thing that you don't realize when you watch this, you know, because you know when we're watching it, we're like, oh yeah, you know, now that we look back, like oh, young Stevie Y, you know, they they talk about the St. Louis Blues overtime winner 
where he just rifles that shot past was it, was it Fuhrer. Um, that was a wild shot with a wooden stick. Um, but you know, when we think of like Stevie Y, we think of like him retiring as a Red Wing, Shanahan retiring as a Red Wing. All of these guys had been in the league for a decade already. Patrick Waugh, Sackick, Forsberg, Stevie Y, Shanahan, Claude Lemieux, Mike Vernon. I mean, all of these guys had already were already legends in the league today at this point. You know, at that point. Yeah. And they just added to that with this. You know, yeah. it took it took Eiserman ten years to win a cup in the in Detroit. Yeah, I guess I don't really think of that. Isn't that crazy? That would be like Crosby and Ovi of today having a matchup like that. Yeah. But also add in like Marshawn on one team, uh, Carey Price on the other team. You know, just like all of the legends came together for yeah. this matchup. And it wasn't just like in the brawl, but it was also incredible hockey. Yeah. I mean, it really was just complete juggernauts. It was like this year's Stanley Cup. Yeah. You know, you got, you look at the Avs, how they loaded up. You look at Tampa Bay, how they've loaded up, you know? Um, so, uh, it, it was a rare occasion where talent and hatred met in the penultimate matchup. Um, secondary, like probably tertiary at this point. How about some of that Piers Forsberg, Joe Sackick, uh, Nordiques footage, dude? Oh, yeah. That was nice. Dude, how fucking clean were those unis? So nice. Ugh, the drip. Dude, and you know, fuck Canada and Quebec City just couldn't afford it, right? Like, they just didn't didn't have the fan base. They were the, the tiniest market. But they held a team for 10 years, and motherfucker were those... Jersey, were those kits just unstoppable? Like baby blue from from the from the neck down, the flirtelies all over, and then the red like elephant. I call it an elephant. It's like an end or something. So I don't even know what it's supposed to be, but the red. Yeah. Chef's kiss. Yeah, and then the reverse retro with today's colors. Yeah. That looks sweet too. Dude, I mean, that's got to be an all time. Uni, I'd say so. The, the 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 all baby blue. Yeah, whenever I'd play NHL, I would use that jersey a lot. Mm-hmm. The Avs, or I guess it would be like a teal, but it's a deep. I don't even know. I I looks baby blue to me, but yeah, I'm not even sure darker. what color you call it. It's wild. That's why, right? Like that's what's so good about it. You don't even know what color it is, but you know it's some hue of blue, but not deep blue. Mm. <laughs> You know, um, Quebec blue, Quebec blue. Yeah. Um, and again, you know, that was before our time, right? Like you weren't watching hockey when the Nordiques were a team. No, I was three during their last season. Yeah. And I, that would make me like eight. I wasn't even the country. So man, we really missed out and it, it would be awesome to see the Nordiques come back. But you know, sometimes like Icarus, they just flew too close to the sun. And I feel like maybe that's just one of those incredible jerseys that just needs, you know, that kits that just need to, like, not ever come back because they're just so good. Yeah. Let the let the legend sleep. Right. Um, and, and, and then, you know, speaking about the Nordiques, how good were they at creating a team? If you think about it, right? So, like, the Avs, and it's funny because they're like, Colorado citizens had no fucking idea. The Denver crowd had no idea what the hell was going to go on with this team. They thought they were going to come out and get and suck. They thought they were like an expansion team. Yeah. Little did they know, there was 10 years of work, which 10 years to take a team from nothing to a Stanley Cup competitor is, that's pretty short order. Yeah. I think. You know, I we're mean, looking at Columbus still hasn't. <laughs> right. Columbus, Buffalo. You know, I mean, think about all the teams that never even won a cup. Yeah. Some have never been to the finals. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, crazy stuff there. And you look at that and you're like, man, uh, 10 years for the Nordiques to, one, have, like, the best drip in the entire NHL, 
and then two have absolute legends and then relocate to Colorado where again the stars align they pick up Claude Lemieux in that season they pick up Patrick Waugh in that season and the NHL I don't think has had a player like Patrick Waugh since Patrick Waugh left in his dominant I mean back in that day Patrick Waugh could win you games yeah alone one guy he just shut the fucking door. He was amazing. He really was, and that was his prime. And again, again, he's 10 years into his career. Had dreams, he says, of being the winningest goalie in Montreal, which is, you know, insane. Because I think that's probably held by Ken Dryden right now. Yeah. I mean, he would have broke it if he, got, if he stayed. Yeah, but the Montreal crowd being a bunch of fucking Quebecois fucks, you know, yeah. <laughs> drove him away and he's fr- and, and the crazy part is like Patrick Waugh is, is to the bone of French Canadian yeah I mean you know. his name is spelled Roy if you pronounce Waugh <laughs> and and his accent is super thick still even today he probably speaks French most of the time even today yeah I'll, probably yeah yeah and so to see that Montreal you know pissed him off enough that he wanted a trade and immediately gets it. I mean, just all of the drama of the years leading up to this, then having it happen, and the stars lining for the Avs, and then the powerhouse Red Wings have been knocking on the door, you know, finally coming up and figuring it out. Stuff of legend, for sure. I'm so happy that ESPN did this. Yeah, me too. I uh, highly recommend it to anybody and everyone. Yeah, it's not like Kenobi where nobody wanted that. If you wanted to see Kenobi in the Star Wars uh, series, you're an asshole. But it was terrible, by the way. And then, but this was something that, like, you know, I think that viewers wanted to see. And props to Darren McCarty. He seemed to be kind of like the one that they got the most screen time and, like, kind of organized this. This kind of meetup with him and Claude Lemieux and, you know, putting to rest all the bullshit yeah and it's taken these guys over 20 years to do that I don't blame them yeah (laughs) wow and you know not to spoil it but at the end Chris Draper was like have you ever forgiven Claude Lemieux for this and he's just like you know what no I haven't I don't blame him yeah and in, in, uh, insane to see Konstantinov getting some airtime and talking. Yeah, that was great. It really was, man. I mean, <clears throat> you know, all of the guys were super emotional about this when they started talking about the Konstantinov injury. I mean, imagine winning the cup five days later, your best defenseman can't walk and might die. Terrible. It really is really bad stuff man um you know not just for the future but like holy fuck you know we just battled this out we just reached the ultimate of our careers and probably life to have it all just ripped away you know and then for them to go back to back against the caps yeah (laughs) you know uh of course sweeping the caps out of the finals you know just seemed like it was destined to be there yeah it'd be uh That'd be a hard team to play against. Yeah. Um, And I mean, even if you don't give a shit about what we're talking about, you should watch this just for some of the, like, great footage. Like I said, the Nordiques footage, Joe Sackick, you know, fucking jetting around in the the baby blue. Uh, That was a really good one. Um, Some of the fight, the fight footage, um, you know, Crawford screaming at Scotty Bowman, you know, that whole replay. Yeah. and the fucking hits that Konstantinov gets the gets gets out there. I mean, I you know most uh, most Seidler like he's the guy that reminds me closely of like Konstantinov in today's world, but he's not even that that crazy. Like when Konstantinov was throwing some of these hits that they showed it on Unrivaled, he did not even move, dude. And I mean he's he's hitting guys who are sprinting full speed at him. 
and he's going full speed, and he's just a wall. Imagine right into that. Oh. Physical specimen, and then you see him now in a wheelchair, and it's just like, fuck, man. Crazy, dude. Anything else that you want to talk? Oh, sorry, I just I fucking went off. I loved this show. I no, loved it. I mean, I think we covered enough to get people enticed. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you hear about this new three on three pro semi pro league? Um, no, tell me about it. So it's called Three Ice. Um, it appears to be a traveling league, kind of the way the PWHPA and Premier Lacrosse work. So. They don't have home base cities. Um, So it's Harlem Globetrotter style. Yeah. They're all coached by a legend, and that's the name of their team. So, for example, one is Team Mullen. That's Joe Mullen. Mm -hmm. Um, You know that guy? Haven't you met that guy? No. I just heard a story about him. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, And for anyone who doesn't know Joe Mullen... He's the guy in Miracle. They're like, I don't see Joey Mullen on here. And they're like, yeah, Atlanta's trying to sign him. Or no, not Atlanta. That was uh, Joey Craig. But it was mm-hmm. some team, some number sitting in his bank account. That's why he wasn't on the Miracle team. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, ESPN, CBS, TSN are some of the, the ways you can watch this. And... You know, some players of note, Bugsy Ryan Malone, <laughs> and the sons of Joe Mullen, he plays for his dad's team, and Martin Martin Brodeur's son plays. So, you can see some uh, some familiar names. we checking out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, on Sunday, one of the goals was number one on SportsCenter, Brian Hawkins. He is a former Wheeling Nailer, current um, Toledo Walleye player. So a a lot of these guys are either, you know, they played a little bit in the NHL, but it seems like these are a lot of lifer semi-pro guys. Okay. But still going to be great hockey. I'm going to have to check some of it out. Yeah, and three-on-three always makes it exciting. Yeah. Lots of ice out there. Uh, imagine the shape you got to be in to be just doing that night in and night out. Yeah, I mean, play in this league in the summer, make a few bones, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to do your off-ice conditioning because you're staying in shape. Right, right. Um, <clears throat> it seems like there's a mix of young and old. Uh, yeah. But like you said, kind of either guys who are really trying to knock on the door of the NHL or guys who have been kind of uh, career career minor guys. Yeah. So, cool, man. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Check it out. And it's on ESPN, ESPN Plus, too, you think? I didn't see ESPN Plus, but I would imagine that's probably the primary source. I mean, it'd have to. That sounds like a stream, straight to stream yeah, type this thing. Is, this isn't something that they're, like, booting the Shannon Sharp show for. Or, <laughs> uh, oh, what's his name? Around the Horn. Yeah. Any of those shows. They're not booting those shows, and they're not booting pro baseball for it. Right. Absolutely. Um, So, yeah. I mean, but speaking of of booting things, you can boot some money into your bank account with DraftKings Sportsbook. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook, especially this summer. With tons of ways to bet on all your favorite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet of up to $1,000. That's right. Make your first bet up to $1,000. If it doesn't win, you can get another shot at cashing in. You can throw down on all major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more, plus the same gay parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders, and props. Your betting options feel endless. Best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So if you're out there betting baseball, uh, you know, or golf, you know, been watching a lot of golf lately, Holly. It's actually not that bad to watch. It's really not. And 
now that I understand like how fucking hard golf is, like real, I mean, obviously I knew it was hard, right? But like to see some of these guys and how they can just like shape shots and hit, like never miss a green. It's like, who are you? Wild. Um, considering like me and three of my drunk buddies can't hit a green on a 90 yard par three. Uh, you know, I could, I figure, figure that that's, that's pretty insane when they, when guys do it from like 200 yards out. Live on air. Polly Cupcakes. Yes. yes. Farewell <laughs> tour. Oh my God. Dude, your chair, you broke the chair. I didn't uh, no, it still works. I'm just not going to lean as much. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, in the middle That's of the ad read talk. Too. In the middle of the ad read. Is it still Down- the ad read? Yeah, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. It's promo code THPN. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility res- restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Holy fuck. On your, <laughs> on your farewell fucking episode. You know, nothing really sums up Polly Cupcakes like that experience. Um, you know, it's not the first time it's happened on air. Right. And, uh, you know, I really thought in this chair that wouldn't happen. I guess that's what happens when you uh, add 100 pounds after high school. <laughs> Holy shit. That's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> well... I guess uh, we should just kind of now. It's now we're getting into the the emotional part of the podcast here, where we we talk about you know some highs and possibly lows of your podcasting career here, Polly. So I don't know. I mean, is there a do you have a statement prepared? Well, you know, I guess you know. First, I appreciate people who have listened. Um, I never expected to ever do anything like this. Mm. And when I agreed to do it, I didn't expect many people to like me. Um, I mean, uh, I knew you had listeners and, you know, through some Twitter interactions and conversations with people, some people actually didn't hate hearing my voice (laughs) and my takes. So, yeah, I appreciate people that have listened subscribe the people who have Twitter followed interacted and all that yeah uh, appreciate Dylan and Ish let me be part of this and uh, I appreciate my wife for putting up with me always planning our weekends around recording time yeah uh, absolutely appreciate everyone who's bought Polly Cupcakes and Caps Chirp merch yep and you know I appreciate you Ask me to do it. Um, yeah, man. I know sometimes I've been a little fussy with the schedule and things, and <laughs> you you were able to power through that with me, and you had enough faith that once you needed someone to fill an opening yeah, um, on something where you had a contract, you <laughs> had enough faith in me to you know bring me on with no experience, so... I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. And you know, it's so let's let's go back to day one. Um, I was doing this podcast. It was the Hockey Troll podcast, which I have done my best to scour from the internet because it was way more disorganized and probably insulting <laughs> than what Caps Chirp is now. Uh, about. Ooh, I don't know. We, we, we get, you know, Dylan hits us up from shout out Dylan from the hockey podcast network. And, uh, at this time, you know, we're promoting this thing on Twitter and Facebook and getting like 20 downloads a month or something like that. Something very, very little somehow Dylan, he's like, dude, when we were building the network, like, I think we listened to every hockey podcast. It was crazy. They had they they reached out to us. They DM'd us, um, and they I actually misread the first text, and I was like, "Oh, we'd have to cover a team that's not the Caps." But then we looked at it again, and the guy I was doing it with before was like, "Dude, they have the, the Caps open." And I was like, "Oh shit, this is awesome!" 
Um, at this time, my co-host lived in Toronto or was moving to Toronto. And I was like, all right, well, let's do this remotely. And, you know, there's some, we might even make some money doing it or something like that, you know. Um, <clears throat> so we signed up. Uh, things did not really work out with my previous host. It just, you know, life and, and, you know, I think honestly, like working together wasn't remote wise, wasn't great. Um, and he ends up quitting and I was like, fuck, you know, I'm kind of in a shitty position. Uh, but you were my first and only ask, honestly, I, I, I was like, you know, fuck, I need to do this with somebody that like is my friend, um, that we can have good conversations from because I don't want to have, I don't want to, I don't think people come to us for news. I think people come yeah. to us. <laughs> yeah. Like we're not sports, we're not big J journalists. We have no real credentials other than like we were fucking washed, never has been. Um, I, so I kind of wanted that and like just hot takes and things like that. Um, so, you know, it went from more kind of professional to like more conversational, which is always what I wanted to do anyways. So you fit in perfect, man. And it was, uh, it's been three years. I can't believe it. So you were basically here from the start. Like I started it with somebody, but like, it was like, what, like I said, like I'm two months in to the season and it was just like, this sucks. So yeah. And we made that switch. We got basically extra time because COVID and we had all that time to fill in the spring. Hockey Ocalypse, do you remember that shit? Yeah. Where we interviewed like half the network on just dumb shit. Like we had like <laughs> we had like what what would you take? And looking back, it was probably a little insensitive with because a million people have died. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the the whole kind of angle of the bit was like as the world's kind of ending right now, like you know, what are you take? What kind of hockey stuff are? What souvenirs are you taking? Where are you going? If because a lot of these people lived in you know like New York City, uh, we had the Rangers guys on, we had the Pittsburgh guys on, we had you know um, uh, Ray Ray and Breezy on from House of Hockey out in L.A. Uh, you know, so <laughs> uh, Bayou Benders from New Orleans. You know, all big cities in which if shit goes down, like, you actually have a concern. Like, us here in Wheeling, we'll just stay in our house. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> that was that was fun, though. That was, like, one of the better segments we came up with. Well, I mean, that was all you. <laughs> but, yeah, it was one of the better ones. It was more fun, you know? Um, and, of course, it was an exciting time for the network because everybody was like, this is all brand new. Everybody was full of piss and vinegar. Uh, we're not, we weren't, it was pre-acquisition by Amaze Media Labs on, uh, on the network itself. So like, we were literally just like running with it. And back then we couldn't cuss on air. Do you remember that? Yeah. I feel like that was like the first month. Yeah. And then you were like, dude, good news. (laughs) Yeah. We can say the fuck word now. Um, yeah. And you know, (laughs) yeah. So that the original bend was that Ish and Dylan had contacts on public radio. So they wanted to get our podcast on like Canadian radio. Yeah. And Canadian radio doesn't have room for degenerates like us to start cussing on air. Yeah. But then, you know, they've got letter Kenny on TV. <laughs> yeah. And that went away. Obviously that all, all that shit went away. And now we cuss all the time, which is great. Um, <clears throat> honestly, that was one of the big, like, sticking points of signing on <laughs> with the hockey podcast network for me it was like wait we can't cuss more than like like damn hell and crap yeah FCC compliance right <laughs> yeah so yeah good stuff man and what about I mean do you have a favorite I have a really good memory of you being a fucker uh like season two with the tip of the iceberg boys. And I, so caps fans, if if you don't know, like when we first start this, like if you've ever been on the show, you know this, but like what I do is I have everything set up as if we're recording. And then to get my, um, my, uh, audacity, like the, the 
recording platform that I use to get like uh, run a filter on it post production. This is literally the only editing I do. Is I run a filter on it and uh, it takes like ambient noise out. So I ask for a minute of silence to in the beginning of a fucking recording. Uh, and then we go right into the show. So it's like nobody talks for a minute. I click buttons and then we just jump right into the live show. Well, Polly over here, we've got fucking, <laughs> we've got fucking Nicks, both Nicks who have now moved on to Sports Illustrated. You know, shout out to them, Nick Berlansky and Nick Horwat. Give them a, uh, give them a follow if you don't already follow them. Tip of the iceberg, and they're doing um, uh, Inside Penguins is now with their their Sports Illustrated affiliate now. So they're they're like doing big moves and good for them they deserve it they have a much better more organized podcast than we do for sure they're they're uh, very professional they are they're good uh, and so them being like that knowing that we're going to come in and fucking shred them on this podcast <laughs> you are joining remotely and this is back in my old in the old studio when we had uh the tv up yeah. And you're on the TV, Nick and Nick are on the TV, and I'm live, and it's just shooting me. And during the minute of silence, I'm like, okay, guys, here we go. And I start recording. You take a fucking wine bottle. It's screw top. It was a screw top. And you, I can hear it, like, <laughs> unscrewing through the mic. You open it, and then you have a glass that's like, a, it's not even a wine, it wasn't even a wine glass, it was like a fucking mug. No, it's a wine glass. Was it's, it? It's made by, uh, um, it was an island mold, so it's my uncle's company. Okay. It was a wedding gift, so it's, it's that style of glass, so it's uh, it's got like ridges and stuff. But yeah, it's not like a traditional looking wine glass. Right, and you're pouring, it, right next to the mic, pouring like a fucking <laughs> full, like to the brim glass. And <laughs> as soon as this shit starts... Because we're on uh, StreamYard, or we were Zooming. It was a Zoom back then. StreamYard wasn't even around. And you were uh, pouring that in, and Berlansky and fucking Horwat could barely keep it together. And I'm over here just, like, looking at you so pissed off. But it just, the longer it got, I just started fucking laughing and being like, (laughs) all right. I don't even know what we did. I think we had to double take that. We had to do the fucking... Or did we just jump into it? We might have just jumped into it. No, I think you, you were like, God damn it, Polly. And then <laughs> they started laughing. And then, yeah, we had to we had to redo the silence. <laughs> but just think, if you would have kept it, then it wouldn't have heard any wine pours. That's true. That's true. That's what they say. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. That was a, that was a funny one. What's your what's your favorite memory? Or do you have I'm sure you have a couple of good ones, huh? Uh yeah, I do. Um, I'm, I was trying to think of, I know we've had some, well, I guess something I did was one of my favorites was when I said, we, we don't edit, we give it to you raw. And you were just like, what? (laughs) This is live too. So we can't take it back and I'm not going to edit that out and post. So yeah, we just kept that. That was a good one. Yeah. We made a video on that one. (laughs) Uh, Carl Alsner, getting him on the pod. That's all you. We were what? We were drunk one night. Well, and yeah. What was it? Um, I think I'd followed him from Caps Chirp. Yeah. And he followed us back. And you're like, dude, DMs are open. We follow each other. No, you said the DMs were open. I clearly remember that. You were like, his DMs uh, are open. I'm like, and again, we're like each six, seven beers deep. This is after recording. Yeah. And... You, uh, I, real, I was like, you should, um, hit him up. Yeah. And see if he'll come on. And he fucking did. A bunch of times. A bunch of times. And he's been like an awesome contributor to the pod and just like an all round fucking beauty. So I guess, you know, we could probably go 60 40 on giving, getting credit for getting him into podcasting. I would, you, yeah, you get the 60. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but now, us 100%. Right, yeah. Because he, he wanted to do it and just yeah. hadn't had uh, an opening. And I don't think he's ever given us full credit for that. So maybe we should like ask him, hey, next time, like, can you please at least give us a shout out? And he'd be like, yeah, probably not, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, uh, and we, we give him shit about it too. Like whenever he's on, we're like, yeah, so when we got you into podcasting, he's like, yeah, you guys really, I mean, he does give us credit 
to our face at least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> well, that's one thing. Um, um, yeah, I mean, I would have never had an opportunity to talk to someone like him unless it was at some kind of like autograph thing. Yeah. And I went up to his table. Yeah. Um, and, you know, a legend, Ole Kolzig. That was a big one. I and you knock, you crushed that first interview with him. Like, you came up with, oh. like, so many good questions that even he was like, you know, you must have felt like teacher's pet. Because yeah. he was like, that's a great question. I really even thought about that. Well, thank you. Yeah. I uh, I watched a couple of his previous interviews. Yeah, we took that one fucking serious. Yeah. I mean, because he was before Carl. I yeah. Think. He was our first, like... Non-other podcast network yeah, like Ed Interview. Player, X Player, and then on top of that, you know, Caps Legend. Caps Legend, ECHL Hall of Famer. Right. He played IIHF hockey for Germany. I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah. And, it was. uh, yeah, I watched a bunch of interviews to prepare so that I didn't ask him the same questions. Right. And, yeah, we, we were ready for that one. We were. And I, I think that was. That's honestly probably one of our best uh, our best interviews. And the weird part was, like, back then we were so JV about shit. Like, our production... So, like, it, for anybody who's looking at podcasts, when you get signed on to a network, the network maybe gives you a couple tools and says, like, we'll, we'll pay to host your shit. And then when we host your shit, we own your episodes so that you can't, like, take them down or whatever. Um you know, luckily we haven't had anything crazy like that happen with our network or any, any sort of conflicts there, at least with us and, and, and the, the owners. But like when that happens, I mean, it's basically like, okay, now you do you and you can use the clout of the network, however far and wide you can take it. But in the end, like you don't get anything really. I mean, they, they just say like, okay, we'll pay for your hosting and like what you make of it is what you make of it. Um, so we were doing zoom, I think. Yeah. And it was like, they did give us an, uh, a premium zoom account. So we didn't, or no, no, no. We, I fucking borrowed it from, uh, Broadway boys. Shout out Andy, um, on the his, Broadway boys podcast. And his the hockey personal podcast premium account. Yeah. His personal premium account that he used for the, for the, for his show. And he was like, yeah, dude, go ahead and knock it out. And the crazy part was that, like, we had we had Oli up on the screen, so we were we were also filming it, and we had us looking at a TV, not like what you're seeing now. We're like we're looking at a TV on the wall, and like the shot was both of us plus the TV, and yeah. Oli couldn't see us at all. Yeah. He's talking to nobody, but he's sitting there in front of his computer and shit. Well, you know, he must have liked us because he came on again. He and did. the second time, he was so relaxed. Yeah. He was in his fucking bed. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and he was just, like, watching... I think he was watching, like, TV and, like, just kind of, like, chatting with us and yeah. and, and whatnot. But, uh, yeah. It's, it, it's the experiences, for sure, together that we've, we've done fucking nuts, man. I mean, I can't believe any of these guys would give us a second thought, to be completely honest, and we got him on the show. So that was awesome. Yeah. You know, and... Having Kristen Lewicki, I mean, she's from the same town as me. Yeah. We played in the same amateur program growing up, but she's a couple years younger. Actually played hockey against my brother. Mm -hmm. I played hockey against her older brother, but I probably would have never had a conversation with her. And, yeah. you know, she's the first West Virginia native to play major league pro hockey. Right. In the NWHL, now PHF. Um, you know, and she agreed to be on our beer league team, but never could make it. Yeah, unfortunately, man, um, she that had a busy awesome. summer. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we follow each other on on uh, social, so we knew she wasn't blowing us off. She was busy posting on her stories. You know, yeah, but uh, that would have been cool to play. It would have been amazing. Uh, we I definitely didn't charge her for being a sub on no. on that team for sure. Yeah. She would. I would have loved to just see her light it up. We should have been paying her, really, <laughs> honestly, for real. Um, yeah, and I mean, that was a cool one. Uh, you know, I mean, that, I mean, honestly, those big names were awesome. And, you know, just recently, Mikey Forbes from Out of Time. Yeah, I would have never talked to a, 
you know, a pop punk, not punk rock, but, yeah. you know, a musician who yeah. tours. Who tours and does, like, actual musician shit, yeah, yeah. as a band. Yeah, and you know, I, I did forget to, to read my statement that I completely wrote all on my own. <laughs> it has had no outside influence or any editing. Um, I've appreciated talking to everyone who's come on, but a few very special... Oh, wait a minute. My screen's not big enough. A few very special guests. Hockey Troll, for giving your... Oh, the hockey... And I also appreciate Hockey Troll for giving my dumbass a shot. I owe him everything. I offered to sacrifice my firstborn, but he refused because he's a benevolent Lord King. It's true. I'm that, glad that you those came are up my with that. words. <laughs> I'm glad you came up with that all on your own. And uh, I, yeah, I missed that. You know, I, I see I have access to the outlines, but you know, I definitely didn't yeah. catch that one. Google so. Docs. You can really <laughs> screw with people that you share documents with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, man. I mean, uh, it. I, I honestly like I it, and you know, just for me, I really liked. Um, uh, and I still do talking to like just normal people like us about this stuff, you know, like, yeah, I think some of our best interviews and best content was just from like other hosts. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I obviously pointed out those other folks cause they're, they're big time. Yeah. Um, but even on the network, some of the people are pretty well-established media folk. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, just talking to the other hosts, seeing, the similarities and differences in hockey opinions from around North America. Yeah. That was, uh, you know, it was cool. It was hearing, you know, where we are, it's mostly Penguin fans. So those are the opinions we hear. (laughs) Which are all trash. Yeah. And so hearing people, you know, be homers for other teams and a lot of people who also hated the Penguins was nice. Right. Most people do hate the Penguins, which is, you know, that because that they're they're not in the bottom ten percent of human intellect, right? Makes total sense. Uh, and you know we've had some really good interviews and had guest spots and shit, man. I mean, haven't you? You've done some solo guest spots, haven't you? Yeah, I went on. Um, oh, oh, don't to, do it to <laughs> The <laughs> what are the the? Oh, I feel bad now. The. Uh, Shannon and oh uh, yeah yeah um, uh, I don't, are they still around? I think they were Belly Up Sports. I think that was their overarching brand. Um, but uh, yeah, and then you know we've had uh, Short Shift Pod on. Yeah, and that it's crazy how you develop these like contacts just through like posting on Twitter. Yeah, it really is. I mean, you just you know. I mean, because they weren't our network. No. They just saw stuff. And uh, Slapshot Sweethearts. That's right. Oh, I'm so sorry to both of you. That <laughs> I forgot the name of your pod. They, I haven't seen them around. Are they still up? Are they still playing? Um, I think so. Yeah. All right. Good for them. Um, so, yeah. I mean, and, and just lots of fun. You know, and then... Again, we, we were never we never set out to be like an interview based podcast, right? Like we never had right. that contact. Nobody's ever gonna do it as as good as, you know, spitting chicklets. So we really tried to hone in on just like what made us and our opinions funny and good. Shannon and Megan. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Sorry. out. Sorry, ladies. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's definitely blossomed into something we did not expect. Yeah, yeah, that's for sure, man. That's for sure. Well, any, any like, ridiculous... Do you have any things that were, like, ridiculous bloopers that we did that you, like... I don't know. Other than falling out of your chair almost a couple times? Wasn't there... Oh, man. When we first tried to record the outro... Oh man, I had it took so, us like an hour and a half. I had so many bloopers. It was like, first of all, it took us like twenty five minutes to come up with 
three sentences. <laughs> and I just didn't read anything right. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you were pretty shitty at that. And that was early on, too, because, you know, that's, like, all the prep work you do before, like, you know, you're announcing a new host. you got to change up, like, the intro, the out, like, you got to change up the outro. you got to change up, like, everything, right? Um, so that was a lot of work to do. And then, yeah, you basically just stayed at the studio for hours to, like, figure it out. Yeah. I did one interview or one ad read. And didn't do it again after that. (laughs) Yeah. That was definitely uh, your cup of tea. Yeah, no doubt. Right. I mean, I keep it moving, but uh, sometimes in shitty directions. But uh, but yeah, um, (laughs) a lot of good memories, man. That's for sure. Definitely more good memories than bad, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just had something funny about you, and I forgot. (sighs) You're getting old. I am getting old. Yeah. Um, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's probably still my favorite thing about this podcast mm. is that to this day, you refuse to give me Carl Alsner's phone number. <laughs> I, you know, and you do the, the most fucked up part about that uh, on my behalf is that you're the one like we just covered earlier in the episode that pioneered the entire contact like you set the whole thing up yeah i feel like it's kind of akin to like being in on the ground floor on a really good idea kind of like what happened in the the facebook movie <laughs> oh yeah we're facebook now okay. yeah yeah you were in there with my idea and then you took it and left me in the dust yeah absolutely that's exactly what happened too. yeah that's exactly that's not even i mean less of a scale but yeah and to be clear to the fans i have asked him this is probably me bringing it up now. No less than ten times. He's still... I was like, just put me in a group chat. <laughs> right. I just want to say something to Carl Alsner. Via not text. In a, not in a DM. Yeah. I want to text Carl Alsner. <laughs> Nothing. Right. And, you know, this is another thing that, that's going to piss you off even more. Is that Carl Alsner is such a beauty. I can't think of a time where, like a text messages that I've sent him has gone unanswered. Yeah, he's he's such a good guy. He really is. I mean, he's just like totally straight up and normal dude. Yeah. Yeah. With it, he's obviously a fucking beast at hockey and has made millions of dollars in the NHL. Yeah. And is now a podcaster. Yep. Podcaster. And I think he's working in the DMV, so if you see any uh, any advertisements for him... <laughs> Any billboards with Carl Osner's face on there, you know, buy stuff from him. I know, guess. If, you ever, if you ever meet him, you could be like, you're yeah. the guy that the Capture Boys made famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I, I, if you fucking, if anybody does that, please fucking film that and send it to us. I will love it. I will fucking love it. Ah, Speaking great. of filming. One of my biggest regrets mm. is a TikTok that I didn't make because I wasn't recording. Yeah. Uh, a couple months ago, we had had our time set to record. Yeah. But you were doing house stuff and got caught up in the day. Oh, you, yeah. You forgot. <laughs> right. And so I'm sitting in the studio. You and Kayla walked by. Yeah. And I thought you guys knew I was here, and you didn't. Right. And then you're in the kitchen washing something off, and I... Came in and said something to you, just like, you know, what are you doing? I don't know. And you just got so scared, and you're just like, oh, fuck, you're here? Oh, it would have been such a great, great TikTok. It, w- it would have. And I was, like, all a mess, too, because I'd been painting with a sprayer. What you said, I think you said, like, hey, got some paint in your hair. And I go, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it would have been beautiful. Yeah, that would have been that would have been a good one. <laughs> oh, in the some of the TikTok trends we did, uh, Taylor Swift, <laughs> God you're like it. watching me leave out the window. <laughs> I can't believe. I can't, how did you get me to do that? Are you going to continue to post stuff on on Capstrip Twitter? You're always on your phone. You should still. I mean, I'll give you access to it. You, you don't have to do it as much, but you stay. Some of your tweets and has done pretty good. Well, I am 
social media chancellor. <laughs> right. <laughs> Self-titled. Right. What'd you call yourself? Uh, production czar or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck, man. Well, that's an hour. You have anything else? I mean, we're going to miss you here. That's for sure. I'll miss you. Yeah, I'll miss it too. I just, you know, doing what I think is best. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, the the real reason is, and we announced this a couple weeks ago, is that you're expecting a child here in October. Yes. Fucking two months, but I know it's uh, it's creeping up fast. Yeah. Did you want to tell everybody his name or anything about your incoming meatball? Mm, got a little boy coming. Nice. His name's gonna be Finnegan. Finnegan, leaning into the. How much are how Irish are you on the twenty three and Me? Well, the numbers keep changing. Oh, um, somewhere between like five and twenty five percent. But I mean, I traced my family name directly to Ireland, so the ma- sure. the majority of the Irish is from where my name comes from. Right. Right. Um, and then there's some Irish sprinkling in on my mom's side. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the 20, and, and that's another thing. When we got our 23 and oh me results. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that, I'll never, I'll never let you live it down because I have the muscle composition most commonly found in elite power athletes. Um, that's science folks. That's not me. That is genetically 100%, uh, just my body is just fucking top tier elite power athlete. Yours, on the other hand, did not have the muscle composition most commonly found in elite power athletes, Polly. Yep, I'm a big squish. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that's why I'm uh, just a physical specimen. And again, that's backed by science. That is proven by science. science. It, I. And it's not my words. It's literally 23andMe's words. <laughs> um, but my uh, genealogy did not have as many details as yours did. Um, they actually continually make me more Korean. <laughs> I was like 96% Korean. Uh, now, 98. You were excited <laughs> to have that Chinese mixed in. It was like Chinese, yeah, it was something else. I was like, oh, interesting. I have something else. Uh, I'm, I am not as pure of blood as I thought, uh, to the tune of like a 0.5%. Um, that's gone. That's gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 100%. 100% pure, purebred here. You know, that's maybe why I have that, uh, the better genes. Yeah, you're know. a thoroughbred. I'm a, th- <laughs> I'm, I'm a fucking thoroughbred stallion. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, more like a fucking thoroughbred, like, quarter horse. (laughs) (laughs) Thoroughbred mini pony. Mini pony Shetland. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, All right, man. Well, I can't believe it. This will be your last uh, episode. And like I said, I mean, I don't really... I'll be completely honest. Caps fans, I'm not really sure what the future of uh, Caps Chirp holds. Uh, I'm going to continue to try to, like, you know, figure some stuff out. Episode releases may be sporadic throughout the summer, but uh, I'm going to try my best to get something going by uh, by the season start. Um, and you know what? Hey, if we have to pack it in, we got to pack it in. And, and if it is truly like a you know end of the caps chirp or beginning of the end, you can really just blame one person. That's Polly Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Uh, I will carry that across. Yeah. No. But I mean, uh, honestly, I mean, you know. Um, We'll have you on, like, maybe, like, guest spots or something. If you ever want to come back, you know, let us know um, for some for some collabs. But, uh, but yeah, bittersweet day, the Caps Chirp. It is. Well, Polly, do, do you have anything else, first of all? No, I don't think so. All right, all right. I hope you feel good about your decision. Um, <laughs> Polly, you know, it's been a incredible three years dude and I can't believe when I think about it like three years it's it doesn't seem like that long does it seem that long to you I feel like it's one of those things where 
it feels like it's been forever, but it also feels like just yesterday. Yeah. Like, I mean, it, I know that we've been at, we've been really at it and we really did like try to do our best here. I, I really do believe that. And we, you know, of course our best is probably <laughs> a lot different from other people's, but as far as yeah. like, you know, we both have full-time jobs. We're both like really big hockey fans. Uh, and, you know, we both have families and beer league and shit going on and all sorts of this stuff. But like, you know, when we, when we did stuff, you know, we, we definitely took it seriously. So, you know, and that's all I asked in the beginning. And I think we've definitely upheld that end of the deal. But yeah, like you said, like three, three years, like you said, just seems like we were, we've been grinding for so long, but then at the same time, like those stories that we were saying just feel like they happened like last week. Yeah. Crazy. Feels like just last week you were, we were on your front porch and you were like, dude, you should do the pod with me. (laughs) Yeah. And then you were like, Oh, I have to think about it, which means you had to like ask Liz. And then she said, yes. So yeah, I mean, it was, it did take you like two weeks to like get back to me. Well, you know, I was nervous that I would suck. Yeah. And I knew it was a big commitment. Right. Yeah, that's the big thing. I mean, you know, we do a lot of things that we suck at. Yeah. <laughs> I And I was I was confident that you wouldn't suck. I mean, you did suck. A co- like, your first couple episodes were a little rough, and I don't think you ever really got fully uh, comfortable with, like, the feedback in the ears. No. I'm still wearing one headphone halfway on. Right. Yeah, because we're talking to each other and there's a bit of a delay with our recording software. So, like, there's that, but, um, no, a bit of an echo, I guess. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I mean, hey, look at where you started and look at where you are now. You should put this on a resume. I, I think I might. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to be sending resumes out anytime soon, but right. I'll update it anyway. Yeah, this little hobby, like, and fuck, man, also thinking about, like, we're over 300 episodes, man. That's wild. That's crazy in itself. Two a week for three years straight. Just consistent. Yeah. Playoff performers. Consmite. Consmite. Consistency there. (sighs) All right. Well... Do you want to do the farewell for everybody? Sure. Yeah. Well, find us on social. <laughs> All social. Hockey Troll with an I-N. Hockey Trolling. <laughs> at Caps Chirp. At Cupcake Polly. And for the final time, Hockey Troll. Polly Cupcake. <laughs> Hockey Troll. Polly Cupcakes. Signing off. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Hey Caps fans, thanks for tuning in to the official Caps Chirp Podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL. Follow me, the Hockey Troll, at Hockey Trolling on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And follow me, Polly Cupcakes, at Cupcake Polly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And follow the show's handle, at Caps Chirp, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Special thanks to the Hockey Podcast Network at HockeyPodNet on social and thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. The Hockey Podcast Network. Every team, everywhere. Check them out, or we're not friends anymore. <laughs>